Alrighty, what's happening? He's uh he's gone crazy. He's scrapped the intro music and everything, just straight into the episode. Straight into the sultry, sultry sounds of my uh my voice. As as the people watching on YouTube will notice, and I guess listening as well, since there's not a second or third voice in the room. Uh there's a couple of little changes around here that I guess we should address at the top of the episode. So for the foreseeable future. I think the podcast is going to be a bit of a solo podcast, uh, as it has been the couple last couple of weeks. But I'm hoping to get a bit more of a bit more of a structure and uh, I don't know, a bit of professionalism about it, rather than me just finding out it's a solo podcast the day of and coming in here and just fucking saying whatever comes out right. So. Uh, just to make everyone aware, there has not been any sort of breakup or disagreement or anything like that between Adrian and myself. It's a pure personal decision from me. Uh, and Adrian's obviously been nice enough just to give me a, a bit of a free leash with it and see where it goes. Um, he's said if, if I want him to come back or whatever like that or be involved in some way, he's happy to come and help me out. But uh, at the moment, for me personally, just with everything else going on in my personal life and everything like that, getting this podcast to where I want it to be, I guess you could say, is very difficult with the time that I have available. And that also comes down to time available to be recording episodes and things like that. Whereas if it's a solo podcast, I can literally come in here whenever I've got a free hour or so and punch out an episode so at the moment prime example it's 10 p.m on a sunday night uh which is going to be pretty tricky to get some guests to come out at 10 p.m on a sunday night so whereas myself i've got no fucking life so here i am trying to entertain you guys uh i guess as well without uh adrian will never listen to this so fucking we'll keep it between you and me they're probably like they're definitely wouldn't be a, a podcast without Adrian or Ash giving me the little kick in the ass that I needed because not so much Ash. I sort of sprung the whole thing on him at a, at a barbecue one day and then he just kept rocking up here until he moved to the sunny coast. But Adrian knew about this probably two or three months before we even attempted to record an episode. So literally from all the recording gear to editing to everything, he's taught me straight off the bat I had no idea about any of this so without his little push uh, I wouldn't be where I am today and then also to add on that without the last 77 episodes or whatever it's been yeah that that's it I think I would have absolutely zero idea on how to fucking even attempt a podcast let alone what I wanted to talk about so in my in my wildest dreams or imagination or whatever at the start of all this, I would not have seen myself doing a solo podcast. I wouldn't have been able to imagine myself sitting in here and be having, be able to fill like an hour of content just off the top of my head. So that was a big reason why I wanted, <clears throat> sorry about that. Need a cough button. That's a big reason why I wanted guests and things like that. And Ash and Adrian off the, off the bat is just so I could bounce stories off them and talk to them about shit. So, ah, drink break. Needed to get that that frog out of my throat. But, um, yeah, I just want to also add on all that that, like, we, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago of people just almost having a dig saying, oh, you dropped off not getting guests in or why don't you get bigger guests or shit like that and, like, there there was not one week since I started the podcast that I didn't reach out to someone, whether it be a local comedian, a professional comedian, a musician, a fucking MMA fighter. And we got a fair few of them in. I'm, I'm fucking stoked with the guests that we had on. Like to get a comedian as big as Tom Ballard to come and record with us, to get an MMA fighter like Diego Pereira, uh, like it's just fucking insane. And then even people like um, Troy, Troy Rafferty that came in twice to talk to us about his opals and shit like that. Like those conversations are, are sick. And that's why I've tried to keep as much of how the studio was set up originally on the desk because you hear people like Rogan and shit talk about 
there's almost like memories and shit hidden in the walls here now. So that's uh, that's pretty sick. And that's another thing. Like we've spoken about it before. This studio is literally in my garage. So when I had guests over, those people were literally coming into my house, walking past my wife and kids. Uh, and it was just – luckily I knew most of the guests, but to have random people walk in your house with your kids and shit, it's a little bit sketchy and – Nikita was a little bit iffy with it from the start and I was like, oh, it'll be sweet, babe. In my mind, I was like, I'll get, I don't know, 50 episodes in, the downloads will pick up and then we can start looking at a studio somewhere, like in a in a high-rise building or something and we can rent that and the podcast can pay for itself. So hasn't worked out that way. So doing a solo podcast also helps with that. So there's a lot of, lot of ticks for me at the moment. And I'm hoping that some of you guys are keen with this idea. So I said, when I had the discussion with Adrian, I said, regardless of whether we get a guest in, whether it's me and Adrian, whether it's me, Adrian, Ash, or whether it's the few solo ones I've done on myself, it's the same core number of downloads that are coming back every week. So I fucking appreciate that. And I hope that you guys stick with me to see what else I come out with. Um, but yeah, I basically just want to, from here on in, cover the same shit that we have from the start. Basically, I'll talk about shit from my life. I'll talk about the current events and news events, uh, movies, music, uh, talk about my gigs, shit like that. Just whatever comes up, basically. And yeah, keen, keen to get you guys to come along. I've also, it's fucking hard to grow this shit. And I know that's a stupid thing to say, but the amount of people that you see almost just launch a podcast and they've just got this giant backing from either a a big studio or a big network or just something like that. And they just get this almost like a little boost into the, into the podcasting world. And um, I've, I'll fucking come out and say it, I guess. I've reached out to a lot of the big podcasts to either come on here while they've been in the area um, and some of them have said, yep, let's fucking do it. And then it comes to the time and they, I get radio silence. Um, of the, one of the main podcasts that I feel like should have come on at one point, I had him locked in three times and three times he pulled out on me. So, uh, I don't want to say there's a, there's a podcasting or, an Epstein Island of podcasters that all just hang around each other and bump up each other's numbers. But uh, I can't get a look in there. Um, and I don't really give a fuck, to be honest, because I am happy to run my own race and see whatever I can get to come from this, build my own little community and go from there. But I even went to the extent of, get this right, I went to the extent probably three months ago or so of finding and he might hear this and if i if i get whacked by the podcasting mafia then this is exactly why but i found the manager for all these big podcasts and i noticed him popping up in my like viewing my stories on instagram a few times and i'm like oh okay so he knows i exist and now he's going to know even more that i fucking exist so let's see uh let's see what comes of it but i reached out to him i go mate I've been punching this podcast. I can't get any traction. Can you give me, can you have a look at it? And can you just give me some advice? That's all I'm asking. Uh, he replied to me, he goes, yeah, send through some stuff. Here's my email address. Sent him everything he wanted. And then again, radio silence. So I don't know if there's uh, someone in that little atmosphere that's scared of potentially another Brisbane slash Gold Coast comedian getting famous and, uh, their podcast getting a little bit bigger. I'm not casting any stones or anything, but um, yeah, it seems a bit fishy, but I don't, like I said, I don't give a fuck. And uh, let's stop going on about this shit and rip into the episode. So as you can see, there's been a fair few renos going on around here. I've got myself one of these fancy fucking boom mics, uh, the arms that I've wanted for ages. I, I didn't go the road one because I didn't want it to restrict my my face now that it's a solo one. So this one's nice and low lighting. I can fucking move my microphone in and out. Look at that. That's fucking sick. 
Uh, I'm probably going to play with this more than I need to, but yeah, uh, it is true what they're what they're saying out there though. Uh, the reason I've been able to do all these renovations, there's been there's been a big deal struck up in the podcasting universe this week, and it's true. Uh, I'm here to talk about my million dollar deal with Spotify. Uh, myself and Mr. Joseph Rogan both got big offers from Spotify and we, we both signed on the dotted line. So I guess we're, we're both equals now, I guess you'd say. Uh, but that's a joke. Spotify didn't give me fucking shit. But they did give Joe Rogan $250 million to, uh, to keep his podcast with Spotify. And when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, cool, same deal. But then when you look into it, it's, his podcast is now going to be available on Apple Podcasts, well, basically all streaming platforms as well as YouTube, just like it used to be. And I'm like, well, what's in it for Spotify? And then when I dug deep, so Spotify still gets a lot of revenue from the ad advertising on the Joe Rogan experience. So I guess they're still getting bulk money, even though it's distributed through all platforms, which I mean, it's a pretty fucking sick deal for Joe Rogan to to now be able to go back to his original reach of the podcast. So literally everyone can hear it now because it's it's going to be free on YouTube. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to Spotify or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I, I've fucked around with the layout a little bit. I've gone the front-on view, uh, which I think works better for the solo podcast because the other solos I did, I basically just offset the camera because I couldn't change the studio. But now that this is what it is for a bit, then... Uh, I guess this is the view. It'll also, I think it'll make uh, social media posts a little bit better as well because I can do the portrait view like everyone else. So hopefully the uh, the socials pick up. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty nuts. Uh, Spotify, there's it, it ties in a little bit loosely, I guess. So there's a basically a giant country music star died this week. I don't know if there's any country music fans listening, but uh, Toby Keith died, who's a he's a country music legend, I guess you would say. Lost his battle with cancer. So uh, he, a, a lot of people don't know him. And even when I told Nikita, I said to Nikita, I'm like, oh, Toby Keith died. And she's like, oh, I don't know who that is. And I showed her a photo and to her, it was just another dude in a cowboy hat. And then I reminded her of who he was. So the reason he sort of so uh, – I don't want to say he's like special to us or whatever, but Toby Keith was the first country music person that I listened to when I started dating Nikita that I caught her listening to one of his songs like alone in her car. Like I got in her car one day and she had one of my CDs on with his song and she was like singing along. So that was a song called God Love Her. So that's a fucking – Sick song about a rebellious daughter dating a bad boy. I don't want to say it's uh, mine and Nikita's love story, but I'm a bit of a bad boy. Word around the streets. So, um, yeah, another another big uh, – no, I don't know. I don't think she's country. But another big musical legend uh, came back this week. So the Grammys were on. There's two big things from the Grammys that I want to talk about this week. Uh one of them is this music legend that's made a triumphant return. So Tracy Chapman came back and taught us all again how fast cars should sound, I guess. So everyone, including myself, I'll put my hand up straight away, is caught up in the Luke Combs hype. Uh, he's fucking... Him and Morgan Wallen are probably tied at the moment for biggest country music stars on the scene. And uh, obviously Luke Combs has got his cover of Fast Car, which is insane i thought until i heard like the original again i was like oh this is way better than the original but uh luke combs has come out at the grammys this year and he's bought tracy chapman to do a duet of fast car and she fucking i don't even know how old she is now like she'd be getting up there but she just came out and destroyed this fucking song like better than she sounded 30 how old would that song be 30 years 40 years or something uh, but yeah, the, my favorite part about the whole performance was obviously she's been in the dark for a, a few years now. Like we, nobody's really heard much from Tracy Chapman and there's a moment when just before the spotlights come on them to sing, there's 
dimly lit lights on the stage and you just see her do this little smirk from behind the microphone as if to say like she's fucking loving this moment, which I don't blame her. Like being out of the limelight for that long and then just being able to step straight up to the stage at the Grammys is fucking, it's a pretty sick thing to do. So the other thing that happened at the Grammys, one of my favourites, we've spoken about him on the podcast almost as much as uh, Kanye is my other favourite rapper, Jay-Z. He had his little moment at the Grammys as well this week. Let me just take a quick sip before I get into this. I'll also, at the same time, I'll get the video prepped. Look at me fucking multitasking on these solo podcasts. I'm a fucking... Oh, here we go. Yep. There we go. We got it up. Let me have a sip. Ah, All right. So Jay-Z won a Grammy this year. For those that have been under a rock for the last... However many years, Jay-Z's married to Beyonce, right? Ultimate power couple in the fucking world. Um, Biggest rap star married to the biggest pop star. And I didn't know this until Jay-Z addressed it on stage. So I'll, I'll just play the video so that I don't blow it and then we'll have a chat about it after. So this is the video of Jay-Z accepting his Grammy this year. Obviously it's subjective because... You know, it's music and it's opinion based, but you know, some things, you know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You know, some of you, some of you gonna go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you made it robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that was it. No, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. But I thought that was fucking sick that he's just literally on music's biggest stage. Everyone, every musician wants to win a Grammy. It's the, it's the thing to do when you're a musician. And he just gets up there and just fucking drops a truth bomb, right? And... That line at the end, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. That's just fucking so sick. But again, same deal, just calling out like calling out fake people. Like that that's somewhat where I'm at at the moment. Just I hate people that will say one thing to your face and then or one thing to your face in front of a crowd of people. And then when you're just one on one with them, they just ghost you. They don't want to be a part of it all of a sudden. Uh Oh, let's get back to this because this is really fucking grinding my gears this week. I had a big guest locked in, right? And they messaged me and they said, obviously this piece right here, this Bill Cosby fucking old record that Ash bought to the studio, I fucking love it. I'm obsessed with it. And it's probably my favorite piece in the whole studio, right? I had a guest message me. He was locked in to come in and he goes, hey, mate, just letting you know if I do come in, you're going to need to remove that Bill Cosby album because I can't be seen in the same uh, video screen as Bill Cosby. And it's like, dude, you're not fucking, you're not about to headline the Grammys or something. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're headlining a fucking tavern down the Gold Coast on Tuesday. So get off your high horse, come to the podcast, tell some dick jokes and have some fun. But anyway, uh, sorry, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. Me and Jay-Z, just two fucking goats. Uh, we, we should, we should move on before I get myself in some trouble here. Uh, Nikita's not home tonight. We'll touch on that soon. So old daddy here is probably dropping one too many truth bombs without old mummy popping her head in and going, uh, should you really be saying that? But, uh, we'll, uh, we'll jump from, uh, one, one goat to another. I, I have again mentioned him multiple times on the podcast because that's what I do. I come in here every week and I tell the same stories and you guys come back and go, oh, wow, I didn't know that fucking detail about rolling the truck. But anyway, uh, Shane Gillis, my favourite comedian at the moment, fucking killing the game, came out with two big announcements this week and both of them are... No, one of them's definitely sicker than the other one, but the other one is pretty cool. So... Shane Gillis has come to the rescue of Bud Light. So Bud Light's an American beer company. 
they made a little slip up about eight. Would it be a year ago? I'd say it'd be a year ago. Maybe maybe a year and a half. They made a little slip up of getting the uh, trans woman Dylan Mulvaney. I think their name is. Um, they put her face on its can, like on the side of the Bud Light can, and their sales just fucking plummeted. Like they could not give away cans of Bud Light. I remember I was listening to Fighter and the Kid one week, uh, and. Brendan Sharp was saying that he went to a baseball game with his son and every beer there was sold out and the people that walk up and down the grandstands were trying to give this shit away and like blokey blokes in the stands at baseball would not touch his shit apparently. But uh, so Bud Lights had to make a big move. If you've watched Gillis on any of his Rogan episodes, the bloke has like 20 cans of Bud Light built up by the end of the episode. He can... He can knock them back. I've heard that – I've never had a Bud Light, but I've heard they're mid-strength, so it's less, it's slightly less impressive, but uh, still a pretty good feat. Uh, but, yeah, that it, – it already seems that it's dug Bud Light out of the, out of the shit, I guess. Uh, their sales have picked up and, yeah, I mean, if you want someone to represent your brand at the moment, it's Shane Gillis, which takes us to the other thing. The ultimate fucking – the ultimate fuck you, really. There's no other way to say it. So Shane Gillis's other big announcement for the week is he will be hosting Saturday Night Live on February 24th. So for those that don't know Shane Gillis, I know some people might not know him that aren't in the comedy world. In the comedy world, he's fucking about as big as you, big as you can get at the moment. Uh, whereas my mum and dad would probably see a photo of Shane Gillis and go, who the fuck is that fat guy? But... Uh, he he obviously started as a comedian, blah, 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 and he got a deal with Saturday Night Live, which is a big show that's happened for years and years in America, right? All the big comedians have done it. All the actors go in and host it. All the musicians go in and play on it. And it's just like it's a big milestone for most people to to be on Saturday Night Live. So Shane Gillis finally gets his big break, and he didn't even want it, he didn't want to be on Saturday Night Live. Uh, but... They got him on there and before he even recorded his first episode, somebody went back into his archives of his podcast and found a uh, a racist remark that he made about Asian people on his podcast way back and it blew up and Saturday Night Live more or less had no other choice than to fire him uh, before he even got to be on an episode, which it's fucked up, but... I don't know. It's it's a tricky it's a tricky tricky topic to tiptoe around because obviously you can't go around saying racist shit. But I could almost guarantee that in the first seventy seven episodes of this podcast, there will be something that I said at some stage that someone can use against me. Maybe it was the rant that I had against all the other podcast fucking Australian podcasters out there at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's it's insane that to be fired from there and now. They've asked you to come back about four years later or whatever it is to host an episode. And I guess myself and the rest of the world is curious as to how he's going to tackle it because does he just go back and do one of the best hosting fucking sets that we've seen, like the opening monologue, shit like that? And then... So the big thing about Shane Gillis is... He has one of the biggest sketch comedy YouTube channels in the world at the moment. Like the dude nails it. I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. And that's what Saturday Night Live is. It's little sketches and shit like that. So now they've got the best com- best comedian doing the opening monologue and then the best sketch writer writing their sketches for the week. And it's if it's not the most watched Saturday Night Live episode in years, I would be honestly so surprised. But... So he's either going to come and just fucking nail it and go, this is what you guys lost, uh, or he's going to, and I'm not, I'm not breaking any ground in saying this, there's been a lot of people in the media, people on other podcasts making this correlation this week, but uh, there's a lot of similarities between him and one of his favourite comedians, one of everyone's favourite comedians, I guess. I fucking 
love the bloke as well. Unfortunately, he's gone now. But um, Norm McDonald back in the day, in the late 90s or something, similar situation. He uh, he did Saturday Night Live for a bit, got fired, and then he came back and he basically somewhat roasted Saturday Night Live in his opening monologue, uh, more or less saying, well, I used to work here. These people didn't find me funny, but... I guess now that I'm a big rich comedian, these guys finally find me funny. And it was just like it was it must have been good for him to come back and just put it in their face, sort of thing. Um and I'm part of me really hopes that Shane Gillis just comes in and roasts the fuck out of Saturday Night Live and shows them what they lost. But I mean, I listen to Shane Gillis a lot and it's just started bucketing down, so I hope that's not coming through on the uh, the recording. Oh, it would appear that it is. Uh, all right, let's hope that that dies down shortly or my voice just overpowers the rain. But, um, yeah, the only thing that's sort of making me think that he won't do that is because he said on his podcast a couple of times that he still talks to Lorne Michaels, who's the who runs Saturday Night Live, pretty regularly, so... They're still pretty tight even though he fired him and shit like that. But, um, yeah, I might I might take a quick break just while that rain settles down and I'll be back in a jiffy. All right, he's back. I uh, just shut a few doors and windows and shit like that. So hopefully that horrendous sound that I can hear right now is not coming through the recording, which looking at that, it's looking like we're sweet. So sorry if I'm incorrect, like most of my life, but let's uh, let's try punch out the end of this episode. I don't even know how fucking long I've been going now, but we'll uh, we'll just keep pushing on. So I believe I was just having my little rant about Shane Gillis. Probably didn't make any sense. Probably didn't fucking nobody cared. But uh, let's go from one comedic great to another. Let's talk about my week in comedy. Uh, everyone's favorite favorite part of the show because you get to hear about. Me eating dick on stage 90% of the time. So unfortunately for you guys, I'm going to kick off with my first gig of the week, which was I took a beautiful trip up the uh, up to the sunny coast, up to Soul Bar. Uh, took my mum's car. It was a bit of a stressful afternoon, to be honest, because Westy had basketball training. So I had to be at Maruchidor at 7, and Westy's basketball training finished at 5. So for those that don't know, it takes about two hours to get up to the sunny coast. And... Peak hour traffic is just adding to it. So luckily uh, mum put a couple of tasty sweets on the the passenger side, uh, passenger seat for me to nibble on on my way back, way up, sorry. Um, and then when I got there, I don't know, it was just one of those gigs. Sometimes you get to a gig and the 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 vibe and the, the chillness of just everyone out the back having a chat or something, just that's – they're the gigs that I – just thrive on like if I've had a fun time before my set and I'm just loose and I've been having a chat to the other comedians out the back that's it uh I was on second last though because I told the venue the situation with Westy's basketball training and things like that and they they put me on second last so we didn't have any sort of potential fuck-ups with the lineup of me being late or anything like that so got up there and yeah, just fucking I, – I didn't know what to do. So I decided that I was going to try my Raw set. So as I said last week, the Raw, com- raw comedy competition's coming up. I hadn't done a five-minute set in a very long time and this was a five-minute set. So I was like, well, let's see how long this set goes for and if that works, that's going to be my Raw set. Luckily, I put these four jokes together that I've got. They worked fucking mint together. Uh, the crowd loved it. And I shortened a couple of them and they worked. I'd say they worked better, shortened. Uh, so I think I'm going to keep them that way. But yeah, that was a that was a sick gig. That was a nice drive home from the, su- the sunny coast. Sometimes it can be... Actually, I don't think I've had a bad set on the sunny coast except for my sunny coast competition last year in the final where I sort of buckled under the pressure a little bit. But it was still a good gig. Everyone else had a sick time. It was just... Uh, I was in my own head, but uh, literally tonight I was at the Bloodhound Bar up in the valley. So here's a little bit of, uh, what do you call it? A little bit of background for you guys for, for how my day's panned out. So 
Westy had his birthday party today and that was obviously insane. Like 20 kids running around like a play center, just chaos. And our youngest son, Parker, woke up this morning feeling fucking shit. So he went home with mum before the party even really started. And then when we got home, he was just crashing even more. So Nikita's rushed him up to the hospital and she's been there for since sort of, I don't know, 12 o'clock or something today. And they're staying overnight. So obviously I was not I was not in a comedy headspace tonight. And I told the room runner, I'm like, look, can I go early? My son's in hospital and I hate pulling the fucking the kid card, but it is what it is, whatever. And he was sweet. He's like, don't even come and do the gig if it's easier for you. And I'm like, no, I've pulled out on you before. I don't want to make a fucking make a thing of it. So I'll just come up, do my set, get back here. And went up there and just was not, it wasn't clicking for me. I just got up there. I went on autopilot and I was just not, the crowd was giggling at certain parts and stuff, but I was not putting the enthusiasm in that I needed to. I sort of, I drive up there. I'm like, this is going to be my Katy Perry moment that we spoke about with the Diablos boys like a month ago or something where she was just, where she broke up with Russell Brand and she just had to flick that switch for stage and, I just got on stage. I got that. Mic- as soon as the microphone was in my hand, I was just like, oh, I, I would rather be off stage than on stage right now, which is a shitty thing to say because I don't know. I, I guess it's different when kids are involved and shit like that. If I got up there and it was just a regular set and I was just like, oh, I don't want to be here, then it might be a bit different. But yeah, it uh, didn't work out for me tonight and that's okay. You're going to have those nights. Um, but yeah, the the last thing with the comedy thing this week is the raw heat that I spoke about just before. That's this Sunday. So trying not to put any pressure on myself, but it's one of those gigs where you're gonna you're gonna get there and the just pressure of the night is in the room, sort of thing. But I'm pretty confident with the set that I had on Tuesday night that I uh, I don't know. I don't want to say it. I I would at least like to progress to the semi-final again like I did last year, but I know a couple of people in my heats now. There's there's a couple of heavy hitters in my heat, so pressure's on, but I don't know. We'll see how we go. Hopefully I have a, a good set. Realistically, the only reason I'm doing the raw set is to get a gig at the Pado, uh, have a good set in front of the sit-down comedy people and hopefully book a, book a few more gigs with them, but... We'll we'll see we'll see what comes of it. Um, but the the thing that I am nervous about, right? And I don't want to touch on this too much this week. But there has been a couple of, and we've known for a few weeks now. So if you did listen to the last episode that Nikita was on with Adrian and I, she might have seemed not herself and a little bit down. And literally that day, we found out that. Our dog that we've had for, I don't know, uh, close to 10 years, I guess, maybe even more than that. Uh, We've found out that she's pretty much on her last legs. And I'll touch on that in a few weeks when it all goes down because it's all just obviously fresh in the house and no one really wants to talk about it at the moment. But because of that, we've had to do regular vet visits again. And I had to do the vet visit on Friday. Oh, actually, no, that's right. That's why I was saying about the raw thing. I'm hoping that... So, obviously, we know the end's coming for our dog, right? Family dog, she's fucking... She's in our lives all day, every day. And I've been the one in the family that's dealt okay with it so far. And I said to Nikita, I'm like, I really hope... Because I'm closing my raw set with the dog bit that I do about this dog. And I'm like, it'll be so shit if... I'm on the sit-down comedy stage, right? And all of a sudden I do my my punchline to my dog bit and that's when the sadness hits me and I just start bawling my eyes out at sit-down comedy club. But I'm I just want to speak that out into the atmosphere so it doesn't actually happen because if I if I'm on stage and I feel the tears welling up, I'll go, Oh, you're a bitch and you spoke about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So uh don't cry, you little girly bitch boy. But uh yeah, like I said, I had to be the mean one to take her to the vet on Friday because it was basically, that was the vet visit where we had to basically say, okay, 
has to be done. Let's do it. Let's lock in a date, blah, blah, blah. So I had to be the main one. But in a, uh, in a time of sadness and seriousness, I found it so difficult to keep a straight face because the vet that we got, she kept saying, and I know this is immature as fuck, she kept saying Fanny when she was talking about like our dog's private area. And I, don't, I just haven't heard that in so many years. And the amount of times that she used the word Fanny was disturbing. Uh, she like, I'm sitting there in like all seriousness and like obviously a little bit of sadness was inside me. And she's like, yeah, so if you look under here, just underneath this pouch, you'll notice that she's got quite a small fanny. And I'm like, <clears throat> and like, obviously that is not the correct response to have in that moment. And she's like, yeah, normally dogs with this condition, they've got quite a large fanny. And she starts like using her hands and shit. But then the part where I did, I smiled and I felt bad. She's like, oh, when you get home, you need to compliment your wife because I can tell just by getting this close to this dog's fanny that your wife has qu- your wife has cared quite a lot for this animal because normally when I'm close this close to a dog's fanny it's quite pungent and quite an aroma coming from the fanny and I'm like what the fuck are you doing to me right now like this is this cannot be real that cannot be a vet sniffing my dog's vagina telling me that normally dog's fannies are large and pungent uh but that's how my Friday went down and yeah, like I said, I hope that that doesn't all come and hit me like a ton of bricks on the sit-down comedy stage. Let me, give me two seconds just because I need to reply to my wife uh, with the sick child in hospital. So play the play the hold music. Ding, 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 ding. All right, straight back into it. Sorry about that. Uh, Obviously, when the wife messages with a sick child in hospital, you've got to text back. So there could be another moment shortly. We'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, talking about my my sick dog and her fanny, talking about health and wellness, uh, my wife also got entangled in a bit of a, I don't know, I don't know what to call it. So obviously, we know from listening to the podcast, I'm a bit of a proponent for health and wellness and ice baths and running and gym and looking after yourself, really, whatever you've got to do. But my darling wife, Nikita, who's been on the podcast before, she's like another step up from me. So she believes in all the, the woo-woo crazy shit, right? Um, and this week she went to a, to a Reiki healer. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware of these sort of people, but yeah, it, uh, it blows my mind a little bit because the way Nikita describes it to me, she basically lays in a room and this lady just like holds body parts of her and more or less convinces Nikita that she has like this power flowing through her body and shit like that. Like this one time Nikita told me, Nikita told me uh, she had to push against this lady's arm and she's like, what's your name? And Nikita's like, Nikita. And the lady let Nikita push her arm upright and then she put her arm back down and the lady goes, all right, now I want you to say your name's Stephanie or something. So Nikita was like, my name's Stephanie. And she went to push up again, but obviously the lady kept so much force down on Nikita's arm that she couldn't push her hand up. And she's like, this is why you need to believe in yourself. You you are who you are. And just like shit like that. And I'm like, dude, I could be a fucking Reiki healer. But yeah, Nikita, Nikita buys into it and that's all sweet, but... She had this the day on Friday as well when we found out about Mello. Uh, oh, that's our dog, sorry, if I hadn't said the dog's name before. But um, she was just walking around all day on Friday and she's like, and I could just see she was in a sad mood. I'm like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just really worried that this afternoon the Reiki healer is going to reach down deep inside me and just pull my sadness out of me and just see all of the sadness inside of me. And I'm like, dude, like, it's not real. I, I can see your sadness right now just by looking at you. It doesn't take some psycho bitch with a beaded curtain to look at you and pull your sadness out of you. Uh, but, yeah, that I did play a little bit of a prank on her as well when she got home because my mum was over helping me watch the boys while Nikita was away doing the Reiki thing. 
And when she got back, I overheard her telling mum a story about uh, the the healer must have been touching the back of her head or something. And she's like, does this feel warm to you? Or saying something like that, something about her, her hands heating up. And um, so later that night I was laying on the bed and Nikita came up to me and she put her hands behind my head. And she's like, can you feel anything? And I'm like, <laughs> and I knew that was my cue to fuck with her. So I go, actually, yeah, I can feel something. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. It's getting like, like warm, like your your fingers are like burning my neck or something. And she's like, really? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like what's going on? And she lost it, basically dropped my neck on the bed, like gave me whiplash. And she's like, oh my God, the lady said that I was a healer. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. I didn't feel shit. But um, yeah, I thought that was a fun little prank to play on my darling wife. And yeah, but while we're on the whole wealth and Oh, not wealth. I wish it was wealth. Health and wellness, sorry. Uh, your boy here has definitely fallen off the bandwagon the last two weeks now. So junk food is at a high. I went on two runs this week, which is not great for what I've been trying to do. Um, and gym has been very lackluster, just no energy or motivation when I go there. And I think it comes down to, again, why solo podcasts are going to work. Just time and effort and shit like that. And I don't want to be a little bitch on here going, oh, I've got no fucking time and shit like that. But there does honestly come a point where, okay, maybe you don't have enough time to do everything you want to do and you've got to pick and choose. And that's what I've done with the podcast basically. But, um, yeah, I've, I've fallen off the bandwagon and I 100% this week I'm back on it. Ice baths running. The fucking works. Um, and you guys are going to hold me accountable because if I come in here next week and say the same thing, you guys can DM me or email the show and go, hey, James, you're a lazy piece of shit. Go for a run. Um, and I will appreciate that. That's the sort of communication I need with you guys. But um, speaking about getting jacked, <laughs> some dickhead over here could be this guy holding this glass right now. Did a bit of a UFC 298 uh lead up thing last week in preparation for what he thought was the week of UFC 298 but turns out he was a week early so always are uh, always coming too early this bloke but turns out it's this week coming so anyone that did tune in today to watch the fights and there was just a standard fight night on I apologize hopefully there was still some sick night sick fights on there I did want to watch a couple of fights on that card, um, but obviously with the whole hospital thing and things like that, didn't quite pan out. So I don't even know the results at the moment, to be honest. So I might actually check that out after the podcast. But um, yeah, UFC 298 is this week. So if you do want a bit of a some tips and things like that, go back and listen to the end of last week's episode um, because that's where my UFC 298 tips are and you won't get them again this week. So again, a bit of... Like I said, want a bit of structure and formality, I guess, for the podcast, which I was 100% against at the start of the podcast. And I'll be on – you can go back and listen to me say it on 10,000 episodes. But I feel like with a solo podcast, you need something to work towards every week. So I've decided – so what I just did then, ranting about fucking shit in my life and the, the music stuff, all that, that's basically going to be the first – 40 minutes or so of the podcast, I reckon. Half an hour to 40 minutes. So, A, let me know what you guys think of that. Obviously, I'm hopefully going to get better at it. Uh, like I said, this is sort of the first solo podcast I've had time to prepare, even though what I said was absolute bullshit. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to get better at it. I'm also going to try and get a bit more jokey about it, I guess, and hopefully get some of that ready for ready for stage. And that's where... This next part's going to get me. So I am tossing up the idea. I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. So if you're listening, reach out and tell me what you think. I came up I came up with a, a title before I came up with the idea actually. So I'm thinking that every week I will come in here around this part of the episode and I will pitch or say or fucking fuck around with something that I'm going to call a premature premise. So it'll be like James's premature premise of the week or something like that. Anyone that's good at jingles fucking make something. But 
like I said, the other thing that I'm struggling with is sort of writing bits for stage and things like that, coming up with new ideas. So I figured if I now try and incorporate with that with the podcast, two birds, one stone, I'm talking my way through a new premise that could lead into a bit or I could talk about it on here and go, oh my God, I am so glad I didn't say that on stage, but now it has been recorded to live for eternity and when I die and my kids go, oh, I wonder what dad was like and they listen back to episode 78 of the podcast and they go, holy shit, he was actually going to say that in a room full of strangers. Let's, uh, let's never speak of this bad, bad man again. I'm hoping it'll save me from that moment. So starting next week, I'm going to bring a premise every week whether I've written anything for it or whether it is literally a premise in my phone, I'm going to talk through it on the podcast for about five minutes or so, maybe less, um, and just see if something comes from it because the amount of times I've written something and then said it out loud and gone, that is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard, uh, yeah, could save me some heartache in the long run. So let me know if you guys are keen for that idea as well. I'm just trying – I'm spitballing. I'm coming up with fucking shit to keep you guys happy. You guys are my focus – you guys are the guys that keep coming back every week and listening and hopefully will come and buy tickets to my show one day. Um, but, yeah, the other thing – so this is what I want to close each podcast on and some people are going to hate it, some people are going to love it and, again, I'm not breaking any ground in doing this, right? Every – the 10 million podcasts do this every episode. But something that helps me every – daily, I'd say daily – is little clips and shit like that of motivational shit from whether it's celebrities, some random person on TikTok, uh, stuff from podcasts, things like that. And I just, when I hear these things, I don't know why, if it's just a short piece of information that it sticks in my brain. But I figured that once a week I would find a motivational clip that's really clicked with me for the week play it on the podcast, you guys can listen to it and hopefully it gets through to you guys as well. So I figured I'd kick this off with obviously the goat of podcasting. We spoke about him at the start, Mr. Joseph Rogan. Um, he, I play this clip more than you guys should know because, I mean, this episode's a prime example of half the shit that I said at the start of bitching and moaning because I can't catch a break uh, in the podcasting world or everything's too hard or uh, I need to leave from a gig early because my son's in hospital. So I play this gig at uh, – I play this gig. God, you're a fucking idiot. Expect more of those little fuck-ups throughout the podcast in the future. So I play this clip at least weekly. Uh, and here we go. Here's some some truth from Mr. Joe Rogan. Bro, you got to fucking stop. You got to stop with all this I can't catch a break bullshit. All the time you're complaining, you could be instead hustling. You could be instead chasing your dream. You could be instead figuring out what you're doing wrong, trying to improve certain aspects of your life, getting your shit together, reading a book, meditating, something. Fucking something. But this I can't catch a break shit is not helping anybody, and it pushes everybody away from you. Boom. Ain't that some fucking truth from the GOAT? Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely guilty of that all the fucking time. Just bitching and moaning about shit not going my way and just fucking suck it up, get in and get it done. And that's what I'm hoping to do with the podcast from here on in. So that's, uh, that's my two things that I want to finish the podcast with every week. A bit of, bit of stand up comedy, talking some bits through with you guys, premature premises. Tell me if you like the name, uh, and then sort of my motivational clip of the week to hopefully that the, this comes out on a Tuesday, um, toying with the idea of a Monday, but Tuesdays are working well for me at the moment. But yeah, that boosts you into the, the start of your week with a bit of motivation. Every, every week will be different, things like that. And then just basically cap off with my, my gigs for the week for you guys to hopefully come out and see me do some stand-up comedy. I have not Actually, I had that one guy come up to me and say that he knew me from the podcast. So uh, if any, if there has been any listeners that have come to one of my show and have not come and said hi to me, then for sure, come and say hi. Like it'll, I will get up on stage and I will masturbate for you. I will stare into your eyes as I masturbate and go, that guy listens to me every week, dribble shit on a podcast 
everyone worship that man right now and buy him a drink. But uh, if you want that to happen to you this week, I will be at a new gig kicking off. This is their their inaugural night. Uh, I've, I haven't even met the room runner yet. That's how new it is. So uh, Thursday the 15th, I will be at, I don't even know how to say the word, let's say Surf, Apre Surf at Burley. Uh, it'll be on my socials, so... If I pronounce that wrong, go and have a look there. Uh, that kicks off at seven. Like I said, new gig can go either way. I'm hoping it's a fucking crush, crush session. There's some good comedians on the lineup, so come check it out. And then the big one, uh, Sunday the 18th at the Sit Down Comedy Club. I have my Raw Heat that I spoke about earlier in the podcast. If there is one of my shows that I would like you guys to come to in the next three months at least that I have bookings booked up for this is the one uh i would love to have one can't get any worse fan in the fucking audience clapping the loudest as i go up on stage um i'm not going to masturbate at the sit down comedy club i'm just putting that out there but yeah would love to see you guys there come come say hey come support us let us know what you think of the the new format and where we can go from here Another big thing I want to do is get like the not the line of communication going between you guys and me. Like I would fucking love to know who is actually listening to this shit. So if you do listen, if you've listened to this episode, send me a DM, send me an email. We we do have an email address for the show. Uh, can't get any worse pod at gmail.com. Uh, it's in the show description every week. If you have something to say, if you have a rant you want to send to me, if you want it read on the show, if you don't want it read on the show, let me know and I will fucking – I would love to read some shit from you guys. And, yeah, that'll uh, that'll do us for for this episode. Happy Valentine's Day for this week. I think it's Valentine's Day this week. I should probably go and buy something. And I will see you later. <laughs>